Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. We interrupt the start of this show to tell you that this is future Brian reporting to you from the future. You'll find out why I have to be here later in the show as you listen along. But obviously, you can probably guess what it is that I am reporting. That's right. Tolu Smith has announced he will return for one more season at Mississippi State. Huge news for Mississippi State basketball as they return their consensus All-SEC center and looking to put together a team uh, that it, it will make another, maybe an even deeper run into March. Uh, a team that will now return all five starters from a season ago uh, has added some scoring from the JUCO and the high school ranks, has added a couple of key transfers, including a 25-5 and uh, player from the transfer portal. The pieces are in place for Chris Chance to have a monster year two, uh, and that has been... Uh, solidified with this decision by Tolu Smith. Great props to Tolu on his announcement. Uh, if you watch that video, it, if you didn't know what was coming, and I had already been tipped off that it was, so the, I had the spoiler alert, but it, it watches like he's going to announce, he's talking about he, he loves Starkville, he loves Mississippi State, and he's had so many great memories here. It's like he's about to say, you know, I've decided to stay, and I, I, you know, I love you guys, and I, I told you out, whatever. But instead, he drops the "I'm not done" on you. So, really good work by Tolu. Good work by Mississippi State and whoever uh, put that video together. I'll give them a lot of credit for that. Um, and my my colleague Michael Borky he tweets right here, and he's absolutely correct. Let's just read the tweet verbatim. In years past, Tolu Smith probably goes pro, maybe gets on a G League squad, likely ends up overseas. Instead, he'll stay in school develop more as a player, and still get paid. NIL isn't all bad. This is an NIL deal. This is what You want to know, if you're a person who's been on message boards, like, I don't know where my NIL money is going. I don't know what Charlie Winfield's doing. I don't know what the Bulldog Initiative is doing. This is what they're doing. This is what the Bulldog Initiative is doing. They are keeping the best players in Starkville. Tolu Smith had suitors. Other schools were looking at him, maybe doing a little bit more than looking. But the Bulldog Initiative was able to put together the package. He's here, and now Mississippi State has to be considered among the favorites in the SEC a year from now. They will. They should be a preseason top twenty-five team, in my opinion. Uh, a team, that, a tournament team that returns all five starters and adds the players that it's added. That's a team to be dealt with. My expectations for them next year have, have gone up. They will be to be sort of what they were in 2018-19, where they, they were never on the bubble. They were a top 25 net team basically the whole year, and you knew they were going to be in the tournament you know, in early January. That's what I expect at this point. I, don't, you know, I expect to see improvement at the three-point line and Tolu Smith to be a dominating force down low. The only concern I have, and it's not much of a concern because I think Jans is – Less of a, a player's coach than Rick Stansberry was. You know, Rick Rick kind of let his guys freestyle and do what they wanted. 
I, I worry that, you know, you remember when Lawrence Roberts came back for his senior year, he became a guy who he, he took more shots outside, even though that wasn't his strength, trying to show that he had the range for the NBA. I don't want that from Tolu Smith. I want Tolu banging down low. He is what he is. No three balls from Tolu Smith. But I feel like Jans is the kind of coach who will, will make that, that evident and clear. And I feel like Tolu is a guy, Tolu has never shot a three-pointer in his time at Mississippi State. So I don't think he's going to start jacking up threes uh, all over the place uh, in his final season. I think he wants to be a dominant, low-post scorer and, and kind of take it from there. So really big news for Mississippi State to get a player of that caliber uh, back back in, uh, in maroon and white for one more season. Deshaun Davis, Shaq Moore, Cam Matthews, DJ Jeffries, Tolu Smith. That was your starting lineup for the game against Pittsburgh in the NCAA tournament. All five of those guys are back. Uh, Keyshawn Murphy, back. Uh, I'm trying to remember my way around the lineup a little bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> those guys, you know, you bring in Jimmy Bell and Andrew Taylor. You bring in Trey Fort. You bring in Josh Hubbard. You've got some pieces there that can can get the job done. I do expect Will McNair to enter the transfer portal now uh, and move on with his career. I think McNair is a really good player for State last year and showed enough that he'll be able to find an opportunity and get a chance to play. Won't be surprised to see him become a double-digit scorer uh, at his next stop uh, along the way. So good for him. Good for Tolu Smith. Good for Mississippi State. They got a big, big boost on the basketball court. Uh, in 2023-24. Tolu Smith back for one more season. All right. I will now take my leave. We will go to the actual start of the show. Let's head to the studio and talk to present Brian and Robbie. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at uh, Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Lyman. That would be a little weird. Nobody would be expecting that one. Lyman doesn't sound very tasty. Like a like Brumen, a though. No, maybe. Maybe. Brumen works. You want to guess the county on Lyman? Is it in the Delta? No. Is it in South Mississippi? Yes. Is it in the Pine Belt? No. Is it on the coast? Yes. Okay. Um, really only got two options there. Then. Yeah, what is what is the coast counties? Green County? No, Green nah, County's in Green South Mississippi. It's in, I mean, it's, it's a right above the coast. Yeah. So it's Harrison, Harrison County. Harrison and what's the Jackson. Other? Harrison and Jackson. Yeah, those are your two coast counties. I don't know if there's another county that's on the coast or not, but when I think of the coast, it's Harrison and, and Jackson. That's because that's where Biloxi, Gulfport, Pascagoula, Ocean right, Springs, all right. We had to learn that you know we had to back in the day when Mississippi, Mississippi history, history, you had to yeah. learn mm-hmm. your counties and the county seat. You did, and I just don't remember a lot of like I still get some counties mixed up. Yeah, you know, like I like there was a time like Lamar County. I'd like I for some reason for a while like I've I associated Meridian with Lamar because of Lamar School. Yeah. 
but Meridian is Lauderdale County. Yeah. And so I see a Lamar, and I'm thinking, oh, that's uh, that's Meridian. I'm like, wait, no, 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 Meridian's Lauderdale. So I just get, you know, sometimes I get a little, you know, there's a Forest, Mississippi, and there's a Forest County. That's right. That's where which fa- Forest County is Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg, yeah. So Forest is not in Forest, Forest County. Scott County. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. Mississippi. Mississippi. It's a wild place. And you know, like, I feel like you can meet any person in Mississippi mm-hmm. and find a common person that you know. Yeah, it's it's not difficult, or at least you know that you're going to know exactly where they're from. I'll give you a story. When I was in, when we covered uh, the game in Tennessee, Moorheads last year, I was at a bar, and this girl was talking, and I heard her say something about Mississippi. I was like, "Are you from Mississippi?" And she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Where are you from?" She's like, "I'm from down around Hattiesburg." And I just looked at her, I was like, "I'm from Mississippi." Mm-hmm. You can tell me where you're from. She yeah. was like, I'm from Waynesboro. I was like, I know exactly where. I mean, and I literally had stopped in Waynesboro on my way to Hattiesburg like six days before that. Yeah. So I was like, I stopped at a gas station in Waynesboro just the other day. Yeah. So that's I mean, you can, I mean, Mississippi is, is. There's nowhere in Mississippi you can I mean, tell you a, or I and be like, oh, I don't know where that is. There's a lot of people in Mississippi. And when you think about, you know, people, I mean, in comparison to other states, not really, but. But you still can it's small enough where you can say, "Hey, did you go to school with Johnny Johnson?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Or like, like you know their parents or something, right? Yeah. Like I like that's one of the things I do whenever I meet somebody. This is the longest I'm, addery we've ever had. What's well, fine? Sometimes it's, it's nice to break up the mundane. You're not wrong. Adries. You're not wrong. But yeah, like so I like when I have a conversation with somebody I don't know from mm-hmm. Mississippi. I always try to find out where they're from, what school that they graduated. We were doing from, that the other day like, when we were on our way to Superior. Yep. And you were talking to Robbie Copeland, and he's like, "Do you know?" And you were like, "I do know so and so." And it's just, it's just how Mississippi works. That's how you do. Love it. That's how you do things. We say all that. We don't have say, a lot of entertainment in Mississippi, so our entertainment is talking to people and what what, what this eating. really is, Robbie. And let's just be honest: is we know what the topic is when we, when we get to the topics. Yes. we're just trying to avoid that. So yes, we're, let's let's prolong. Oh, look at the time! Well, uh, looks like we're going to have to get on forty-eight out of minute ad read. We're calling it a day. <laughs> StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. You know the drill. College Quarter, CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Be it, you know, for your car, for your home, for your tailgate, or if you just want to get Dad that special gift this uh, season, this Father's Day season. You know, Christmas gets a season. Halloween gets a season. I want a Father's Day season. I want weeks of preparation, of celebration of the Father, the Faja. Well, that's not going to happen. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking for it. Whatever it is you're looking for, two locations to serve you in the Jackson area by Ridgeland. In Ridgeland, they're by Fleet Feet and Flowed by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Both of us made a restaurant Tyler trip this week. I did it earlier this week. I had uh, lunch with uh, with my good friend Bob Carscadden, and Robbie today had a uh, brunch at restaurant Tyler with his lovely family. Mm. How was good. that? Delicious. I think you got the Mississippi biscuit. Mississippi River biscuit. That's, sure did. That's such a great, great Oof. thing. Because I'm having. Um, I'm having pork chops tonight. Oh, yeah. With some country pleasing sausage. Yeah. And, you know, I'll have some vegetables of oh, some yeah. sort. Yeah. So I, I thought, if I'm, since I'm going to have like that kind of meal tonight, I'll, I'll eat like a brunch item. Yeah. So obviously, that's where I was going. Good call. Yes. It's the best Sunday brunch in town, which coincides with it being the best lunch and best dinner in town. I don't even have to tell you. You already know restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Check out the website, PriorityOneBank.com, to find the location nearest you. And it's time to get an account opened locally. All right, if you're dealing with a local bank, you're dealing with people you talk to on a regular basis, and that way if you need to make a decision, if you need to talk about getting a loan, 
You do it with people you've been talking to and that you've seen and that you know and that you you know you're not dealing with with the higher ups of some corporate bank and, and that may not even be in this town. And if you're dealing with a national bank, those people don't care about you. The people at your local bank do. So check them out today. It's Priority One Bank. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. One more shout out before we get going. I want to make sure that I, I get this out there. Our friends, we, we have some friends over at Game Day Shirt Club. They've been hooking me and Robbie up with some awesome polos. Uh, if you ha- are looking for some new MSU stuff, some different stuff, then it's it's very different. And Ole Miss fans, if you're listening, they have great Ole Miss shirts too. Yeah. Uh, GameDayShirtClub.com. Uh, I, t- I tweeted out a picture on Friday of the new shirt. I mean, and again, that's that's a that's a shirt that fit me well enough for me to tuck it in. Yeah, it it comes in bigger a bigger size. Like, I might have to go down to a large. Their sizes are big for yeah. the size. Very loose fitting, which is the opposite of Adidas. Right, Adidas shirts like a four X shirt is tight. Sucks to you. Yeah, you, that you shirt, walk around looking like a so. like you're a muffin. <laughs> that's what you look like when you're wearing Adidas polo. Thanks. Well, that I was talking about myself. Oh, that's about me. No, no, no. I, I'm speaking on my experience, but no, I like I got an extra large. I mean, I, I remember you saying like, I don't know if I'll fit in this. I mean, you fit perfectly in one of those. Oh, thank you. And they have great logos on them. They have the M over S. You, I mean, you saw the one that I had, the state of Mississippi yeah, with the star, Knoxville County. I got one of those too. They sent me two. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, the the, the people remember there. The, can't the first be... one they sent, the shirt it was too small. Yeah. But that was when they sent that. That was like 50 pounds ago. Well, and they figured me out. And by the way, Brian's doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, but the the patterns on the shirt or the the or what's in style right now, you know, you I mean, you see, like I saw several shirts today at church, State or Ole Miss, mm-hmm. that have that you know kind of or, original looking pattern. It's not your, your mundane straight maroon pattern. I mean, you got right, and you look down on it. I mean, the, I, we got the the left field lounge. Shirt, yeah, that's got grills on it, yeah, yeah. cowbells, the white one, yeah, yeah. It's just it, what that they're was doing. That was, that was too small. Yeah, well, what they're right. doing is just is really cool. It's, it's cool, a great concept, and they and they're great people. Yeah, great customer service. So check, Go check out. it out. GameDayShirtClub.com. All right, let's move on into the rest. No, <laughs> we won't do that. We're out of time, folks. Yeah. It's time. It's time. I'm gonna say this. You can disagree with it if you want. I will consider you to be wrong. There are only two type of people that want Chris Lamonis back at Mississippi State. His friends and people who just don't care that much about winning. Yeah. That's it. You can't sit there and tell me with a straight face, no, I want to win. I want to win big. I want to win national championships and say, we're going to let the coach who's missed the SEC tournament back-to-back years have another shot at it. I just don't buy into that. I don't believe you if you say that. So, another season over. No postseason play for Mississippi State. Uh, they did finish above 500. We'll give them that. From an RPI standpoint, if they had a normal record, they would be in the NCAA tournament, no questions asked. But they don't. Uh, nine and twenty-one for the back, second straight year, second to last. In the, I get improvement, right? Second to last in the conference instead of last. Thank God for Ole Miss. Thank God for you. Don't say that very often on this show. By the way, today is the uh, seven-year anniversary of Ole Miss beating Texas A&M to clinch the SEC championship for Mississippi State. Yes. So. Uh, I will never, I will never forget being at Diddy Noble that day, oh, and when, when Ole Miss won, the crowd went crazy. That I was, was incredible. like, "You'll never see that again. You'll never see, and you probably won't." I still got video from that last yeah. out, Blake Smith. Yeah, Blake Smith. And so, but you know, think about that was seven years ago to clinch the Southeastern Conference Championship. Great team, and here we are today, and Mississippi State will not even be in Hoover uh, for the second straight year. We, you know, as we go through this Monday. 
I think you and I are both in agreement at this time that there's not going to be a change made at the top. Yes. Uh, now, we could be wrong. We don't know Zach Selman well enough to have a really good feel for how he's going to do things. And he might... Somebody made a really good point to me. And I, oh God, I wish I could remember who said this to me, but when you think about Zach Selman, that's a guy that I think you and I would agree he's not going to be here for a decade, right? He's only going to be here for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Well, Jans and Purcell don't appear to be going anywhere, right? First year for them, both make the NCAA tournament, both look like they are putting together teams that are continue to win. Arnett, I believe in Zach Arnett. I think he's going to be really good. You know, but even if you even if you are, you know, he's not going to be fired after two seasons, I don't think, right? If you're an athlete, young athletic director and you're trying to put together your resume to be the athletic director of a big time program, you've got to make a hire at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, what is Zach Selman's resume in five years if he hasn't hired and fired anybody? That could play into his decision. It could. He might be looking at that and go, you know, I need to at least make one statement higher before I, I move on to the next. Or And it's tough to say that. He's only been here for five, six months. Yeah. But you, you have to think about these kind of things. And we just don't know him well enough to know his motives and know what he's thinking. I think Lamonis is going to stay. And I think, you know, if, if, he, if he survives the next 48 hours, he's in. But you never know. I think, to your point about that, would it not behoove him a little more to have some more experience on the job before he makes a hire like this? That's the other side of that. I mean, so I mean I'm not side of that coin. I'm not advocating for Chris Amonis to keep his job. I'm not going to do either one. But if you're talking about he's got to build a resume, wouldn't it be better for him to create a little more contacts, do a little more research with one more year? And he, he I mean, he obviously has a long time here to kind of make that decision. Uh, that's just, I mean, if you're going to go that route, that would be my counterpoint, is maybe he's not ready to make that kind of call just yet. I think the, the biggest thing might be the the money it's going to cost to make all this happen if Mississippi State chooses to go that direction. And with one more year, you you have the, buyout dropping a little bit. I mean, the buyout's really high. Yeah. The buyout's really high. One thing we do have to say, and I, people have been making this comment on message boards, driving me crazy, is whatever you're, people say, well, we got to do that, and then we got to pay the new coaches. You got to pay coaches either way. Yeah. Like, either Lamonis is going to get paid or a new coach is going to get paid. That money's spent. Don't don't add that to the total. Yeah. Only the but, the only new expense would be if you buy out, have to buy out Lamonis. Right. And, yeah, and Gotro be... and, and the rest. That's going to be expensive because, I mean, his contract is, I think, $1.2, $1.3, something like that. But he's Mm -hmm. also making some money on marketing deals, and Mm -hmm. um, he's getting Bulldog Club funds, I'm sure. I mean, he's probably making over around $2 million, over $2 million. I'm not sure exactly what the number would be. And then you got Gotro's making really good money here. Um, I guess Cheesebro now. And then you got the buyout that you got about the, the rest of the contract. And which I think there should be some stipulations on that, like, you know, losing, tanking should be in the contract. You know, like yeah. if you that should be like part of the cause almost, you know, like you, you can get you have fired for cause. You have the you yeah. have, you know, if there's some kind of scandal or whatever, 
shouldn't that be part of the deal? If you're not holding up your end of the bargain? I've always wondered why, like, you have to, you know, firing a coach with cause to being able to pay them no buyout can only happen in terms of scandal or arrest. Like, if you're, why can't if you're for cause be job. you're just losing? That's yeah. that's why coaches get fired more often than not. I've never understood that. But and, you know, coaches I guess, get fired and they get these huge buyouts. I guess at that point, wins and losses become an incentive. And yeah. it's, it's different. I, I guess it's, that's just how it, it – I don't understand, but I, I get what you're saying. But I don't know. It's, it's just – it's a very – Weird situation. Like, I don't think anybody's excited going into next year. Like, anybody. Even the people That's, that want to yeah, keep we're, them on us. We're going to hit on that in just a minute because I want to. We really, I think we're really underestimating the task of putting the, a championship team back together. I don't think you and I are. Well, I mean, I get what you're saying, but some people are. Like, I, I think you somebody, I'm, I'm glad somebody did this today and um, they, they, I guess, had found my tweet and story from last season, which was exactly one year ago today, as you're listening to this, when I wrote a column on what basically, you know, what happened during the season, how to get it fixed. And basically I was very adamant that this was, this feels like a one-time deal. I just did not see a national championship coach not being able to fix this. And there were, there were some things that happened, some injuries. And I felt like, you know, things just kind of, snowballed for the team last year and all that, and I was adamant that this team was going to be rebuilt. They had to go hit the portal hard, but they were going to figure it out. And I think both of us kind of felt that way. My level of, I guess, trust that's going to happen this time around is at 1%. I I just – I've seen this before in college athletics and in the pros – I've seen this situation before where you lose that momentum, you kind of lose the program to an extent. I don't think that, you know, from what I hear, all the players love Lamonis. Um, Everybody's, you know, on his side. Everybody wants to play hard for him and all that stuff. And, you know, they're, it's not like he's just completely lost the locker room or whatever, but it's just so hard to get it back, man. When you lose it, when you lose your your momentum, when you lose the consistency that you have as a program, it's very difficult to get it back. And knowing what state, what Chris Lamonis and what state has ahead of them in this off season, it's just so hard to see things getting back on track. I, yeah, I just, you know, I just my level of concern is very high as it should be. Around. As it should be. Let's let's. Let's move on into that. Well, no, you know, let's talk for a few more minutes because I feel like we, we, we did almost five minutes worth of ads to start the show. So let's 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 stick let's stick with. We were this just for having a, a good conversation. We were, we were, but it is what it is. Let's we we got plenty left to talk about. This team had the had the ability to be better than it was. I think last year's team, like you kind of mentioned, really unlucky injuries really killed them. This year's team should have been better than it was. You tweeted yesterday, they finished the season with an overall, not just a conference ERA, the overall ERA of seven. I want, for people who you know have trouble wrapping their mind around baseball statistics, I understand that. Basically, in conference play, this team gave up a run an inning. And earned. Not, not, that's not counting the unearned runs. Do you, do you have their conference ERA on it. file? I can get it. 7.01 is the highest in school history yeah. in recorded 
history, which is dates back to 1949. Well, I mean, and think about old timey baseball. Yeah, nobody was scoring runs. No, so, they, so they that, were not. That, that's it. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, that this is the first team that's ever had over seven runs. Uh, as an earned run average. In That's conference play, the ERA was 9.54. Almost, almost 10 so, runs a game. Yeah. Which, this team gave up 16 games of 10 runs or more in SEC play out of 30. That's t- that's twice the games that they've played. Yeah. They, uh, that means, that, you know, that means to really truly break it down, they gave up an earned run per inning that's in terrible. conference play. Every inning they played, they gave up an earned run, basically. So any inning where they had a zero, there was another inning where they gave up two. Simple as that. And listen, everybody, if you look at the numbers across the board, everybody's everybody's like mediocre to bad but not on like the mound. But this is worse than everybody else is the problem. There's two pitchers on the staff with an ERA under five. Yeah, and one of them was hurt and one's basically Kate Smith. half the year. The other's Aaron Nixon. And Nixon's well, ERA. Bradley Lofton... Are you talking about any conference play? In conference okay, play. Okay, my yeah. bad. Lofton didn't. Lofton did pitch in conference play, but he only pitched. Uh, two, but two overall, overall, it's like that. Yeah. Oh, overall, no, there's there's two pitchers that have an yeah, earned average under four. I think Bradley Lofton and Aaron Nixon. Yeah. Dome is at four point oh seven, but in conference play he's at six point five four. Yeah, he got he got barreled up a few times, but yeah. I mean. There was just nobody. That's why you know people were so mad and like just using this hindsight on Friday about you know we we had to take Aaron Nixon didn't have it have to take him out. He's the only guy that that you feel confident can get outs. Yeah, there was nobody else. People were using Evan Sierra and like I like Sierra. I think he's a good prospect for the future. His ERA is is ten. It's nine point nine zero. Teams hit in conference play. Teams are hitting three thirty three against him. Teams are hitting 208 against Aaron Nixon. Yeah, he was the guy. Yeah. He he had a bad night, but Aaron Nixon has been almost Somebody's, almost not not lights some, out, but he's been very close. He's been yeah. as close as you have on the roster. Yeah. In my opinion, people took and and, and Richard on the show made a comment. He said this is message board thinking. I agree with him 100%. People took way too much from that LSU series. The state goes down to LSU and gets two out of three, and people took, like, okay, okay, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And instead of looking at the program as a whole and looking at the season as a whole and looking at these last two years as a whole, you just took that series as he got. it's going to be okay. Well, and, and here's the thing. And, it, look, if you had won this weekend, if you had won three games or two games, maybe you could you could say, okay, they're getting some things figured out. Figuring out, but then you just came back and you gave up double-digit runs, and you, you lose two games. Well, here's the thing about the LSU thing: on Sunday, you still gave up 13 runs. Yeah, <laughs> you got down by nine runs. That yeah. was just a freak. You gave up 12 or more runs. That in was two just games the offense saying it's the same thing that happened on Thursday and Sunday for Mississippi State this week yeah. or Saturday. The offense just said we're going to will ourselves way, back yeah. into this game. That's that's and what that LSU was. LSU didn't have the pitching to stop them. Yeah, State has a disaster situation with his pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Disaster, mm-hmm. and it's like DefCon Five. Like I, you've got to you've got to replace most of this pitching staff. Yeah, you've got to get a pitching coach in here that's going to have the right philosophy. 
and that's going to develop the arms that are already here in the ones that he brings in. And you've got to develop some toughness. Can you do that in one year? Can you do that in six months? I don't think so. I don't think it's. I don't think you can do it. But here's one thing that I will say. I think that if this team, I've been saying this all weekend, if this team had an earn run average at five, which is bad, we would be talking about where they're going to play postseason baseball. We'd be talking about maybe hosting. They might Brian. be hosting. Yeah, they might be hosting. The the RPI would have been inside the twenties. Yeah, you probably would have won fifteen, sixteen conference games. I mean, this is a completely different-looking team with an earn-run average of five, which would still be pretty bad. Right. That's not good. But it's two runs less per game overall. If it was in conference play, it would be four runs. Four runs. How many games did State lose by four or less runs? Yeah. How many games did they lose by one? Yeah. They lost five or six by one run. Yeah. So, you know, this team doesn't that's, – that's the, that's the counterpoint. That's the devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be great on the mound next year. Can they just be not good? Average. Average. Average or not good. Barely just, like yeah, just a underneath little below average. average would be good enough. All right, let's I, let's do this. Let's move on into that. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. If you're cooking out anytime soon, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. But if you're looking for a great idea for a weeknight meal for the family. Just putting something on the table uh, after you get off work. Beef is always best when it's the star of the show. Go to msbeef.org to learn recipes and, of course, find out more about our beef producers in this state. 15,000 farmers in our state doing a half billion dollars a year worth of agribusiness. That's a lot of money in our state, and all you've got to do to help them is buy a steak. Doesn't get any simpler than that. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find Smoked Southern Soul Food. I hear uh, that, that some of our media members made some trips to Two Brothers this weekend. Good for them, because that's just smart business. You get to enjoy some great food, some great times. And the new guy lied about something. Who? I did? No, Justin Frommer. Oh. Said that I oh, said okay, that we got to address that. Hold said on. Said that I thought Two Brothers wasn't Hold very on. good. Justin Frommer, for those of you who don't know, is one of the newest members of our beat. We haven't, I haven't had a chance, you know, to get together with him very much. Uh, but somebody he went and ate at another another place on on this weekend, and somebody said you should try Two Brothers, and he had he said on Twitter, "Oh, Robbie Falk told me Two Brothers wasn't any good." That's Robbie Falk, the person who every day on this podcast talks about how great Two Brothers is. <laughs> So Basically, I, my favorite restaurant in Starville. I don't know where Justin got that from, but I th- he was just being facetious. I hope so because I've been gushing about Two Brothers. Yeah, to I don't. Him. I don't know. Yeah, what the what the thought process? Was well, there, I, but uh, don't like that because I said I was going to fight Stefan and and John because mm-hmm. they had some harsh words to me about Two Brothers, these and I was two, going to fight these, these two Johnny Come Latelys. <laughs> these two jabrones. Decide they're like, oh, we've spent more money at Two Brothers. I'm like, guys, Northerners. Two Brothers has been open since 2014. You got here like 10 minutes ago. They were in high school. Yeah. Like, that's I had to drop a Ric Flair on him. I was like, I spent more money on spilt liquor in Two Brothers than you made. (laughs) Like, how dare you? So, anyway, we say it all because we love Two Brothers. Great products, great services, what every business likes to promise you, but they deliver it at Advantage 
business systems, and they have for 48 years. That's how you know. That's how you know you can trust them. When you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you need service, something goes wrong, and it, you know, it, it will because that's how business pro- that's how products work. They don't last forever. And when they do go out and you want to have service on it, you don't want to be on hold for 30 minutes. You don't want to have to talk to somebody on the other side of the world. You don't want to have to make an appointment with some out-of-state guy who maybe in a week to 10 days can show up. You want to talk to somebody here in this state. You want to talk to the same people who made you the sale. That's the difference with Advantage Business Systems. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue, the collegiate collection at The Rogue. As I said earlier, we are in Father's Day season. So if you haven't already gotten your gift for Dad, head over to The Rogue and check out the incredible selection of polos and pullovers available there. Great name brands, great styles, and the logos that Dad wants. Dad does not want to be a billboard for a shoe company. Dad wants something subtle, understated. You want a polo you can wear to church and you don't feel like everybody's staring at you. That's right. That's what you want. They've got that. Judging in. you in church. They're judging you. They're like, you know. Look at that hey, gigantic logo. You know, the Lord said, thou shalt have no gods over me. So why do you have the, why is the M bigger than the, the, the cross? I don't understand. It's, it's basically the same as having a it's goat It's idolatry. Head. If you had a goat head on your shirt, it's the same it would be thing. the same thing. Adidas is the devil. That's what we're <laughs> trying devil. to say. The devil. <laughs> the devil. The devil. Like football. Foosball. <laughs> foosball is the devil. <laughs> Bobby, you don't need to play that foosball. It's a devil. <laughs> don't live the three stripes Mr. life. Mr. Coach Klein. Mr. Coach Klein. Shop at the, Mr. Coach Klein wouldn't wear Adidas. Well, Mama don't know won't hurt her. That's right. He had that picture. He had that tattoo of Roy Oberson on That's the right. Cheek. That's right. <laughs> Shop at the Rogue. Uh, Luva Wine Bar. Look, I, I don't know if this weather we're having right this second is going to hold, but man, it is unbelievable out in Starville. Grab a seat outside. At Luva Wine Bar and enjoy yourself. Have a have a drink, either from their curated wine list put together by one of the best sommeliers in the state of Mississippi, or one of their craft cocktails. Grab one of their artisanal flatbreads or a charcuterie plate. And met buddy, that's a day to have. That's that's an enjoyable day at the office. So head over to five hundred nine University Drive and get a piece of the best kept secret in Starkville Luva Wine Bar. And it's like stepping into a, like a big city. It is. It when has, you go in there, like it feels like you're in downtown it's very classy, Nashville. Very classy. It really is. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like you're in. We Starville. need to get. We need. You know. We need to get the guys and be like, hey, let's go to their one. Let's get some charcuterie. Yes. Buddy, I'll eat all the cured meat you want to put in front of me. Yes, me too. Yeah, it's good for you. All right. Here's what I want to say about Lamonis in this situation. I think he's being set up to fail. I, I don't see how in one year we're going to turn this around. And it will start with a pitching coach. No big-name pitching coach is going to come in here and, and be given a situation where, well, in a year you might be looking for another job. Yeah. Because it, it's you know because the first thing you got to do is you've got to recruit not one but two, two SEC starter-type pitchers out of the portal. Because you don't have one right now. I think that Bradley Lofton and Drangelo have the ability potentially, but – are you counting on that? You, you, you can't count on that. You've got to go out. You've got to do what LSU did, but you got to do it twice. You got to get you've two You've got to have an ace. Yeah, like you're not going to find another Paul Skeens. Right. There's not going to be a guy. But that there's got to be somebody who throws who is a proven commodity. And I'm talking. You know, we're talking power five guy. 
you know, Landon Gartman, I thought, really competed this year. You gotta get you gotta switch away from the group of five guys, which is, you know, contradictory to what I said last year because I just thought that, you know, those guys could help Mississippi State and I don't think they really did. I think you've got to get a guy that is a all conference performer in the SEC or the Big Twelve or the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think that. Yeah, like I this, like Landon Gartman, and he was a con- all conference performer in the AAC. But that's not what you're putting out on Friday night in the SEC, right? All right, it's been you know what? It's been two years now since you had a guy that you're like that's a, an SEC. That guy could pitch anywhere, you know. And and look, Bednar was that way. McLeod was that way for a good portion of the season. He didn't have a great postseason, but for the most part, he was great during the regular season. Yeah. Before that, you had Ethan Small, you had JT Ginn. Those are guys that could start anywhere, anywhere in the country. Yep. You need a guy like that. Can you do that? That's going to be really tough. Can you get two? That's nearly impossible. Oh, and by the way, you need to get probably three or four other quality bullpen arms as well. Yeah. Because the guy, I mean, I don't know We haven't know gotten a many... position player yet, Robbie. We're just talking about the pitchers. Right. And I've got to get six quality SEC guys. I mean, think about the NIL that's about to have to go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's such a mess. It is such a mess right now. And So what What does, what does Chris Lamontis have to do next year to keep his job in your mind? Is it make the tournament? Is it get a host spot? Is it make it to a Super Regional? What is he going to have to do to – actually be brought back for another year? What is acceptable? For me, you need to host. That's a big jump. It's a huge jump. And But if you don't, that's that's where I'm at. I mean, it's time to either be back to be in Mississippi State baseball or don't. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't disagree with that. I just don't. I'm thinking from an admin standpoint – I think if he shows improvement and they make the tournament, I think he's going to stay. I agree. But, but I mean, because if your expectations are next year this team is going to be back in the conversation for a host spot or whatever, I just I don't think that's possible. I mean, I, I guess it could be possible. And that's just from a pitching point point of view, right? Now we've got to replace you got to replace Kellum Clark, Colton Ledbetter. Was that like an accent? What did I do? I feel like you were like kill him clock. Kill him clock. You getting drafted like, by boss? I don't know. I mean, no, man. it was like it was almost. It, it kind of sounded like a Sean Connery thing. Like kill him clock. <laughs> All right. Know, replace kill him clock. Speaking and in tongues. Colton Ledbetter. Anyway, kill him Clark. Colton Ledbetter. I don't know what I said. I <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, Hancock. Um, trying to think, am I missing anybody in the field there? And and then Amani Larry is a guy's like. I, I, do you, I'd be do a little you, surprised if Slade Offer's back. I, I'm like, I'm I, Offer. I wasn't even thinking about. Yep. Not even worried about it. Well, you need to. I mean, I, I feel like this guy's got some potential. I just don't think he's ever going to get it here at Mississippi State. He's yeah. a guy who's going to be like Shane Lewis. We're going to look up. He's going to be at some other program hitting 25 home runs. Possibly. But, like, Did I don't they think just that's miss on Shane Lewis? What happened there? 
Well, he's got I mean, seven home runs for Troy. I know. I just don't think he. Well, I mean, I just don't think he had shown that potential while he was here. Yeah. A lot of guys just kind of, you know, have a revelation when they go when they get new life. I think that's else. gonna be Slade Alford. It could be, but he's kind of run out of time. I mean, and what, let's. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he showed some potential this year. Yeah. I mean, he showed. He went out there and and hit ten or eleven home runs. Mm-hmm. Can't remember exactly what, but um, you know the. The power and all that is there. The consistency is not, especially in the field. I mean, right. that's going to be that's going to be his biggest thing. I mean, he never looked comfortable in the field. Yeah, I agree. Larry's a guy that you might pitch some nil to, to see if you can keep him for another year. Because yeah. I mean, he didn't have the best year overall. I mean, and I I know that we're talking about position players, but um, Aaron Nixon, same thing. Nixon's another, yeah, another one. Larry ended up hitting 260 in conference play, and that's he was hitting after like the first three weekends. He was hitting like 150, so he figured some things out. He ended up getting close to 300 for the season. He was great at the end of the year, and then you know that way with Marshawn, you're good at short. You have you could have those two guys back. You got to find a third baseman. Hines is at first now. You don't have to worry about platooning him anymore. Highfield behind the plate. Jordan probably goes to center. Chance goes to left. Chance is a guy who can who can give you some hitting. He I don't know about the power that you're going to lose with Ledbetter and Clark going, but you got to find that. But, but you you, d- you need those guys like Chance and Marshawn. Mm-hmm. Like I think the dirt bags. I think State was really missing that that when attitude Chan- when Chance was out, mm-hmm. which he did nothing wrong. I, I felt bad for him because the entire year he hardly ever had like a slump when mm-hmm. he was in there. Mm-hmm. He was always. Doing something when he played, he just kind of got almost like Wally Pipped. Yeah, I mean he had when he was actually starting, he had like two or three different occasions where he had no hits back to back games. He yeah. didn't have three straight. Yeah, and then you know when he came off the bench, he just didn't didn't have the same have juice. time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that guy would have been one of your best hitters this year. He'd been there. He just what? it's hard to. What's Paul Jones doing here? What did he do? Just tweeted some eyes. Somebody coming uh, in? Uh, I think Tolu's close to announcing. Oh. Yeah. Well, now I feel like we got to hold on here for a minute, so let's talk some more baseball for a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel very confident that Tolu Smith, as we talk here, is going to announce his return to Mississippi State. At some point, very soon. I don't know when that's going to happen, but mm-hmm. I think it's probably going to be. It's supposed to be on Sunday, but I feel very good about it. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll, we, so we got a few more things to talk about here. Yeah. The point of, of all this is this: we're asking Chris Limonis in the next twelve months, twelve months from today, to have hired an elite pitching coach, gone out and recruited, and put together a portal class that can take Mississippi State from nine conference wins to. 16-17 conference wins so that they can be in the discussion to host and get Mississippi State baseball just back up and running in the right direction. That's a huge task. It's an even bigger task than it was last year. Yeah. It's an even bigger task. Um, and like I said, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, if they can just be adequate on the mound. The hitting, there was – I didn't find – hardly any fault in the offense this year. I know a lot of people did, and, you know, the numbers in SEC play 
uh, would bear it out at times. Mm-hmm. But I think we saw, especially in the last couple of weeks, I mean, we, we see the potential with that offense. Um, the offense is not always going to be lighting up the scoreboard. I mean, that's just not, that's not a conceivable thing. But your pitching staff should be able to go out there and compete and allow your offense the opportunity to work and not have to fight from behind every game. And that's what happened this year. It just felt like a, a wave on this team every single ball game. And you didn't feel like your pitching staff could hold anybody down. Yeah. Just getting a zero in an inning was kind of of, of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, so Anytime State got out of, did a one, two, three inning, it surprised me. Very this surprising. This but, is a huge task. I feel like Chris Lamonis has been. I mean, and look, I want to make it very clear Chris Lamonis put himself into this no win situation, right? Yeah. And this is one thing that, that does kind of bother me is when in post game he's like, you know, we've got to fix. We, how did it get broken? This Yesterday was the first time I heard him say, we've got to recruit better. We've got to evaluate better. We've got to develop. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard him say that. Well, um, and I think he. But again, what, what's like, really upsetting about all of this, like the blowback that we've gotten this year on some stuff, we're too negative, this and that. He said every single thing that we've said. Yeah, we just saw what was happening, pointed it out. He didn't want to admit it right away. Right. But everything that we've said is wrong with this team. Mm-hmm. He has admitted that that's wrong with the. And that's again, something's wrong with this team. If something's wrong with this team, how did it get that way? Yeah, who, who was in charge when it happened? Him. It falls on him. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, this is a situation where if it doesn't look like it's improving by the middle of the season next year, would not shock me if there's a change in the middle of the season. Like I, and if that's the case, Robbie, you got to move now. This is a I don't disagree real, with that at all. I don't we disagree got, we're with back that at to all. it, right? We're back to what must be done eventually, should be done immediately. Yeah. We're back to that. No, I mean, we've been saying that for a while. I mean, and I, I think, I still think, had State just completely tanked after that Arkansas series, mm-hmm. I still think they would have made a change, and I I feel I, I know people I know people have said this was never this was always going to be it's always going to end with him coming back. I don't believe that the people I've talked to that are very close um, to the program that invest a lot in the program have communicated that things were things were trending towards a change being made. It's and incredibly I, frustrating that one series. Has made. This I, I, d- of a I don't think there's a lot of people that I think with power that they didn't want to make a change mm-hmm. because the financial situation and things like that. I think it plays into it, but I think a lot of people there did not want to make a change right now, just two years after a national championship. But yeah. I think it was kind of like their hand was going to be forced. Yeah, because you have a situation where this program is in complete tailspin. And then they showed a little bit of fight there at the end. You beat the number two team in the country at their place. You know, you get a walk off this week. But I just, I just don't see a way back. No, I, I just don't. I, I think I, I would make the change. I don't think Zach Selman's going to make the change. I mean, we saw this with Joe Moorhead. We knew where this was going with Joe Moorhead. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, this is a very similar situation, except for Joe Moorhead went to two bowl games and won the Egg Bowl twice. Two and zero, and we said this isn't going to work. Yeah, I don't. We've seen enough the last two years. I don't have any confidence this is going to get turned around. And it, I just don't. I, I would never have confidence that a coach who's had back to back losing seasons yeah. is going to turn things around. It would be a miracle. Yeah, and and I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, Cohen finished dead last in 2015 before the portal. Yeah, and his it, portal was a JUCO hall. He got a JUCO hall in, but in 2016 they were the SEC champions. 
I mean, it's just that simple. But I don't see uh, Austin Sexton, Dakota Hudson. No, there's nobody like that. I, I don't see. And Hudson, that. you remember, had not really proven anything, but you knew he was talented. Had the potential. And when they brought, that's the other thing too. Remember, coming off that 2015 season, John Cohen did go out and get an elite pitching coach. When Wes yeah. Johnson was hired, everybody was like, "That's a huge hire for Mississippi State." And we can say what we want to about Wes Johnson. He's changed the trajectory for Mississippi State that year. Yeah. With what he what he yeah. implemented. And now with, I mean, do you see? Chris Monas making that standard of a hire? I don't. No. I don't. So we'll just have to wait and see. Which, in, in fairness, I mean, he was at, what, Dallas Baptist? Yeah. So, I mean, but that's, but that's that the he thing. Was, but he was a big name. Everybody knew who he was. It was like, that's a guy. He was who, a rising star. Yeah. But there, there is a guy out there that they can get. I, yeah. I, don't, like, I don't think that whoever Mississippi State hires, I don't think it's going to be a guy that pleases mm-hmm. everybody on the surface. Because I don't think they're going to go out there and get a Nate Yeski. Right. Like I don't go. I don't think they're going to go out there and get some is of the Muscana, best. Is that his name? Musaina from a uh, yeah from uh, Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. How to I don't think they're name. going to get that kind of hire. But right. you have to look at it a little deeper. I mean, what's whoever they've got? You know, is it a young up and coming guy in the group of five that wants an opportunity? They have the opportunity to hire a good, really good pitching coach. I just don't think it's going to be an elite one. At least an elite resume guy. Right. Here's what we're going to do. Let's assume Robbie is right. If he is, then I will uh, come back later. We'll have a future Brian talk about Tolu Smith if something happens along that front uh, today. Other than that, let's just wrap things up. Um, tomorrow's pod, we may be talking more about Tolu Smith. Uh, we may be, we'll definitely be talking some football. Uh, our first SEC preview is tomorrow, Florida Gators. Uh, this week on the pod, we'll have another college football interview. Uh, we're two weeks out from uh, starting opponent previews, so a lot of good stuff coming up. And of course, as decisions are made with baseball from now on, you know, if news happens, great. Otherwise, we just had our last baseball podcast of uh, 2023 until something we made it. We made it. So, guys, have a great Sunday and Monday. And Robbie, I'll be back with you on uh, Tuesday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.